0: to the religion podcast with adam and blake where a couple of broken dudes ask a bunch of questions about the answer and the life that comes with living for it and i'm and is ready for spring at this point i think yeah yeah we're ready (laughs) what was the what was the meme that came out that was like winter is coming all of it at once in one day yeah (laughs) that's pretty much we we got it we got it all we got every shade of it and hopefully we can move
1: on to spring pretty soon
0: exactly this is sort of an unexpected part two we were we were planning on sort of getting uh last week's episode was titled uh plan g trusting his plan his being god's plan even when we don't get it Mm -hmm. and we ended up kind of going into some of the segments so the the segment sort of lent themselves to being a little longer than we expected and we had a lot of stuff to talk about and we decided maybe it would be best to not just like throw all this thing into a two-hour yeah. podcast and just yeah. hope that people listen to it and so yeah.
1: we kind of it was actually it was, actually, it was your
0: call actually you were the one who was like we need to
1: break this thing up and we need to kind of talk well about i've been these. long-winded for a long time so i've learned <laughs> how to split things up
0: yes so that's that's exactly the the route that we chose so as uh, where we left off we were kind of we were kind of talking about the the times when trusting god's plan is just hard yeah. because you see what's happening in your life and seeing you're seeing what's happening in other people's lives and you're kind of like why is why is this going the way that it's going and yeah. god what are you up to and And, you know, sometimes when you say, God, what are you up to? Maybe, you know, some time passes and then you're like, oh, that's what you were up to. But then there's sometimes
1: when you're kind of just like, you're just left with a
0: little bit of a blank space and just sort of something,
1: something them all over. And that can be hard. If they haven't, if you haven't listened to the last episode, I would recommend you going back and doing that because it, uh, well, there's really good stuff in there. Um, Just leave it at that. You need to go back and check it out for sure. But Uh, I think maybe one of our verses that we usually share in the next segment, I would like to kick off this segment with one of these verses. Um, because I think it kind of gets it going in the right direction. So for sure, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, uh, this is Joseph speaking to his brothers after he was sold into slavery. And then they came down because they were looking for the food and, um, Joseph was in charge of all that. And so it was one of those divine appointments, I guess that, um, you know, that only God can, can uh, align, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, after he reveals himself that, you know, he is their brother and they were thinking that he was going to be mad. And, and he says in verse 20, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So that kind of, I think gets us going in the right direction. Um, Yeah. I wonder reading back through the story of Joseph, I I would say he didn't have that outlook from day one when he was in the Mm -hmm. pit. He was, you know, wondering if he was going to be sold into slavery or what was going to happen. And then they sell him to these strangers and they take him to Egypt. And yeah, you know, like, like I've heard of some pranks before, like siblings (laughs) doing pranks on each other, but that one, did they involve pits? Yeah. I think, (laughs) yeah. I'm telling the father that he was killed and uh, you know, that's, that's a, a uh, pretty harsh prank for sure. So, um so I would say at the time, Joseph probably didn't have that outlook uh, Yeah, that, you know, this is going to be great. And, you know, this is going to be God's way of, of saving my people. Um, yeah. So let's just go to Egypt and see what happens. Like I would say at the time, he was thinking, I need to get out of here. This isn't good. I need to get back yeah. home. But yeah. it was like, as he went through, I don't know the the things that he was, faced with while he was there, I wonder if it started to become clear that, okay, maybe I'm not here by accident or Mm -hmm. even if this isn't God's will that I'm here in this pit or in this slavery that I'm in, God's going to use it anyway. So, yeah, uh, you know, we'll leave that conversation for another, another day, but uh, I think that kicks it off. Good. Like finding that silver lining, even if maybe it isn't the only lesson that god has for us to learn sometimes it just helps to be able to see something um, yeah so without just putting a blanket over it and saying oh you know god's got a plan and everything's gonna work out great and we don't yeah. understand it all like when are those times that we saw something that we didn't understand and later on we we saw some fruit from it some of the things that we talked about in the last episode i think we still haven't saw the that silver lining yeah right i, I think so too yeah and- um Go and they, Like I said, I
0: think we're not alone in having those experiences or have known other people who have had those experiences yeah. where they're trusting in God. Something's happened in their life, but they're trusting in God. They're having faith in him. They know that he works all things for the good. You're thinking, and they might be thinking to themselves, any day now, God, waiting for that yeah. good to come. I'm like, looking
1: for the yeah. silver lining, but I haven't yeah, saw exactly.
0: it. Yeah, exactly. Where's that silver lining? It's like, I need a microscope to find it and I still haven't found it. And so there's, and I think that, but but I feel like the times where you see the silver lining through some through some type of struggle or through some type of thing that's happened in your life, when you see it, it's just one of those things where like you needed to see it, and you're so glad you saw it because once yeah. you once you see it, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like it. I for me personally, I feel like it it completely like gives me a nice shot in the arm with my faith in that yeah. point of view when like when you can see it and you can just see how he's worked it out like yeah not how you expected not when you wanted no but he's worked out something
1: i think sometimes we think that the silver lining does away with the cloud and yeah it doesn't like you doesn't, you know you, you spoke consider, last time about
0: lining it's called a lining for a reason it's not exactly called, yeah it's, it's so like, it's, it's not, not like
1: not, oh man the cloud just disappeared like this is great i see exactly what you're doing god uh, yeah. I almost think Joseph's is almost like that. Like, man, it was such a dark cloud for a while, but you know, then the cloud cleared and you know, I I got it. I understood it. But mm-hmm. you know, you where we kind of left off last time, you talked about um, you know, you're all you all going through hard time with a miscarriage of a child. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that's gonna make that cloud go away. No, no. And so for people that are going through stuff, you may think. I have to be okay with this, or I have to find the good news from this to make the bad go away. No, mm-hmm. you're allowed to think as bad. Uh, yeah. there, there's nothing good in that itself, but maybe God can still use that. Uh, so yeah, I'm of a mind that I think Joseph's situation being sold into Egypt, mm-hmm. whether it was God's plan all along or whether God just used the will of those evil people to be like you know what i'm gonna show you what your sinful deed can do i'm just gonna make that the thing that saves you, uh, yeah. you know, i think sometimes god has a, a way of turning those things around for good and it's not like he's he says i'm gonna make you be sold into slavery so that you can save all these great things but it's like um okay since you're in a fallen world and since these fallen people did a fallen thing um let me show them what i can do with that so yeah um, I don't know. It, it's. I, I think people need to understand that it's okay to mourn, and it's okay to think that things stink.
0: It's okay to be frustrated.
1: Yes, and <laughs> you know that that that's perfectly fine. Yeah. If you find a silver lining in it, great. If you haven't, that's fine. And maybe sometimes that cloud just doesn't have one that we can see here. That's yeah. okay. So we're not yeah. trying to tell you that everything's just going to be great and everything is. Yeah you know everything's fine and even if it was bad you you just don't have enough faith to see the good because there's a lot of bad things that happen and and yeah. we don't want to make light of that at all so yeah one of those uh, one of the things that i would uh, that pops to my mind when we start talking about this you know there's been a lot of things i've been really blessed um you know we haven't haven't went through the stuff like what you talked about you just got to go with it um, and yeah. it's kind of like i tell my boys a lot of times um you know we, we, during you know, when, when Adam and Eve were in the garden and the fall, after the fall, things were different. And, you know, they ask, I think, I don't know if I said this last time or not, but you know, they'll ask like, why does the coronavirus have to happen? Yeah. Have you had coronavirus conversations with your kid?
0: Yeah. We we've, we've had, we've had some stuff like that and we, she hasn't really approached it on a, why doesn't God just like take it away kind of situation yet. Yeah. But hearing what you said is certainly a good, I feel like, a good biblical way to approach it with your yeah. children. So and Thistles you, and thorns.
1: Yeah. I catch myself saying that a lot. Like, when something doesn't make any sense, I just like thistles and thorns, man. My grandfather got Alzheimer's because he was in a fallen world, a sinful world, where sickness and death reign, and now he's in a world where they don't. And so mm-hmm. thistles and thorns here, but not there. And so I've yeah. got hope that, you know, that that's all been made right. And that I'm going to see him again one day. So yeah. um, that, you know, my, my grandmother recently passed away and uh, you know, while I'm talking to my grandparents, I guess she was fine. Um, she wasn't sick. She had her mind. She was in her right mind. Um, this was my dad's mother and um, you know, everything seemed pretty good. They were really independent. Um, her and her and my papa and, and uh, you know, everything seemed to be, Pretty good. And then she had a stroke just randomly um, and uh, had had heart trouble her whole life and had always watched her heart like very, very meticulous about her heart medicine and, you know, her Mm -hmm. all of her uh, heart stuff. She was always on top of it. And, you know, it it was odd that everybody thought she would probably have a heart attack, you know, yeah, including her Mm -hmm. and she had a stroke and for about a week uh, she was in the hospital in pretty bad shape and uh, I mean it it really was a very very damaging stroke the doctors said that honestly it touched every lobe of her brain and the fact that she knew anything could say anything could do anything was beyond them yeah Um, and so they said she shouldn't be talking she shouldn't be she shouldn't know Mm -hmm. and She couldn't talk much, like she was really quiet when she talked, but she knew exactly what was going on the entire time. She knew Mm -hmm. who everybody was, everybody got to talk to her, everybody got to make their peace, even in the middle of COVID and, you know, the protocols, the hospital was awesome um, with letting us see her. I had a dream the other night and I mentioned about my other grandparents, one reason I, I mentioned that, and I had a dream that she was still alive and that she was starting to get Alzheimer's. And she didn't know me. And I thought, gosh, man, here we go again, you know, because right. it was like the stroke had never happened. And I woke up and I thought, huh, well, I'm really glad she didn't have to go through that.
0: Yeah. Like
1: God just took her, you know, when it was, you know, in a different way because it's hard to watch somebody go through that. So uh, the miracle of seeing the way that she was able to communicate, even though they said she shouldn't was amazing. And then that dream the other night really kind of, I don't know, gave me some peace with it. It was like, yeah. you know, yeah, that, that that's the way anybody would would choose to go probably is surrounded by your family um, not in a lot of pain she never was in any pain she said so um, you know we all got to go sometime and you know it's never easy but you know, that, yeah. that kind of helped me make peace with it
0: I've had grandparents go both ways I've had grandparents go uh, I had my grandfather on my dad's side suffered from colon cancer and he kind of you know for lack of a better word sort of withered away in the hospital so you kind of got to see him just decline slowly and slowly until and until he was gone and then both and but then my grandmother on my mom's side or grandmother on grandmother on my dad's side uh went to sleep didn't wake up yeah 93 93 years old just fell asleep and next thing you know she was gone and you know, I'm not saying that one is better than the other because they both have their sort of in the moment. Yeah. But, but but whenever I looked at my my grandmother and her passing compared to my grandfather and his passing, it's like I certainly preferred one to the other. Yeah. At least for but me. But
1: on our end, if it's almost like if you don't have that closure, even though they went peacefully yeah. instead of withering away, mm-hmm. withering away was almost like like the Alzheimer's. It was yeah. like, man, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's for the best. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's almost like, okay, just go, just go on. You're, you know, it's fine. We're, we're fine with it. Whereas, you know, my mamma that just passed was like, fine, just talk, you know, talk mm-hmm. to her on the phone and everything was great. Yeah. And then she's gone. And it's like, what? You know, this is not, this is not happening, you know? yeah um, so but it makes there, it a little harder on us i guess but yeah, that's yeah i understand it but,
0: the, the, but understand. the fact that you're but the fact that your grandmother had what by all even medical accounts appears to be like almost a miraculous sort of extension of her yeah. faculties and everything else yeah to give you and your family the opportunity to just mm-hmm. like say goodbye like in a real way as opposed to yeah. there she is but she's not there yeah kind of situation
1: yep no, That's we got complete closure with that. That's so, a blessing yeah, um, in and of itself. So. Yeah, it was, I, I wouldn't wish her back for nothing, but, uh, you know, it is hard anytime for, for sure on that. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. so.
0: So I know that I've got, I've. you know, you were talking about this and it's all about sort of like silver linings and trying to see the silver linings and things like that. Um, my, my wife's uh, first cousin passed away Uh, a few weeks back. Uh, She had been battling liver cancer for a really long time, Uh, you know, for several years. She was one of these people who went down. If there was, she would like sometimes go down to, I think, Florida or someplace to get some sort of experimental treatment. And then it worked. And then it seemed to work and give her an extension. And then next thing you know, it came back. And then when it came back, it came back like really, really rough. And Mm -hmm really quickly and, and it escalates the next thing you know she's stage four and it's liver cancer and that's not a good situation mm-hmm. and um during the time that she was battling with her liver cancer she uh she got saved and she gave her life to Jesus and uh I think in the hospice she was she at one point she they they had moved her to hospice and so it was kind of of course you know anytime you move somebody to hospice care then you're not you're not holding out hope that they're going to make it. You're basically just like helping them to be as comfortable and as peaceful as possible. So they can, so they can, you know, expire in the best, most peaceful circumstances, I guess, for lack of a better word. And, and then, so I didn't know this until I, you know, because of COVID and because it was a combination of COVID and the weather because of all this winter weather we had, her funeral was uh, online. So you could watch it online. If we
1: exactly. would have said that sentence a year ago, everybody would have thought we were crazy. We I know. Had an, had an online funeral.
0: And I know, but that—that like exactly shows you happened.
1: how crazy our
0: we're our living new, in a weird. Yeah, our mushroom. new reality is right
1: now, for sure. Yeah.
0: So, so we were watching this. So my wife and I were sitting there in the living room. We were watching the funeral from our couch, and the and the pastor who was, uh, who was presiding over her funeral service was up there. And he said something that just like brought, honestly brought a tear to my eye. And it was like, he came in, he was coming to visit her while she was in hospice. And she, he was saying to her, is there anything I can do for you? Can I pray for you? Can I, you know, just trying to be there for as a pastor. And she said what he thought was like, this is a really curious thing. And she was, he basically said that she told him, I'd like to be in church in two weeks like that's just always that's one of the things she's like he's like can i do anything for you and he's she's <laughs> like i want to be in church in two weeks huh. she's in hospice yeah she's in liver cancer stage four
1: during a pandemic right.
0: during a pandemic and she wants to be at church in two weeks and he's like he admitted himself that that was an unusual request but he was like well you know we'd love to have you back in church in two weeks yeah um from that day she passed away two weeks later, on a hmm. Sunday. And was in and the church. it's like, you think she's in church? Right? You think she was in yeah. church
1: two weeks? Whole different <laughs> like church not, than he had in mind.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, not you know, he was she wasn't in a four walls and a steeple no. kind of church in two weeks. She was in the church that we all want to go to in two yeah. weeks. Uh, and it was just one of those things where, like, he even seemed like he was blown away by it. Yeah. He was just like, and it was just one of those glory be to God moments where he was yeah. just like, "How cool is that?" That yeah. She made a request, and in his own way, he honored it. Yeah. Because he brought her to church. Yep. In two weeks. Wow. To the day. Mm. And it's just one of those situations where it's like, and she, you know, not that it, not that it makes it easy for the people who were close to her like yeah. her father or she left behind a son she left behind she went before her dad did you yeah. know i mean we're both dads imagine you are your yeah. your children are not supposed it's not to the go way it's before supposed,
1: you yeah not the way it's supposed to be
0: your children are not supposed to go before you are but just the idea that i can imagine that that has to be just some like just ounce of comfort to know that there was a God that was looking out for her and, and just this small way where it was like, you knew she was going to go. She could have gone at any time, yeah. at any hour, any day. And God was like, I'm going to honor her request hmm. and I'm going to bring her to church. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, it's, it yeah. almost left me speechless because like, yeah. you know, like if I, if I could have said something, I was like, it was just like, and
1: Well, as someone who's spoken at funerals in the past, it's a lot easier to find the silver lining from someone's passing who's a believer than it is from someone who's not Mm -hmm. uh, or someone you don't know. Um, You know, we talked last time about, you know, someone that I was close to and, um, you know, I didn't, I don't know. Uh, I have a hope, but that's all I have. Mm -hmm. So, what I would say from any of this is, these aren't like just the saddest stories we could find to, you know, try to make some emotional.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> believe that like these are th-
1: things that if it weren't for God, it would be really, really hard to see the silver lining because yes. anyone passing apart from Christ, I don't see that silver lining at all. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, even though maybe something else could come from it here. Yeah. You know, that, that's why it's so important to know. So if, if you are not a Christian, you're listening to this uh, or you know someone who's not, um, don't wait. You know, yeah. talk to that person. Or, you know, if it's you, go talk to someone. Yeah. Talk to God, first of all. Uh, yeah. Find a church. Um, you know, it's, it is a crazy time right now, but uh, God is still God. Yeah. So. And there's, and
0: you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm talking about someone who gave their life to Jesus and then they passed on to be with Jesus. Yeah. And so like they got saved and then they passed on and then they, you knew where they were going. Yeah. But you told me about some people in your family where it's like somebody else passing away, like led to
1: somebody else realizing that they had a decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, one that that pops in my head, uh, it's not actually this one's not actually not a family member, but it's a uh, a girl that I went to school with. Um, she was a few years older than I was. She lived right out the road from where I live um, my whole life. Known her, known her parents really well. Um, she's actually, I guess, probably distantly related, but uh, just just a friend, uh, someone yeah. that, you know, a neighbor. And, you know, we're talking upper 30s Mm -hmm. Uh, this this girl has a a daughter um, husband stepkids um, you know loves life a good job hard working you know one of the hardest working young women you'll ever meet Uh, always always working always fighting and she ended up with cancer um, and like you said fought it fought it fought it like harder than I've ever seen anybody try to fight it Mm-hmm. and it was like you know it just it didn't make any sense i guess to watch and think as hard as she's trying then there's people who are throwing their life away every day mm-hmm. uh, on drugs or just not caring um, you know doing just whatever they want and here this yeah. girl is and all she wants to do is live and yeah. she can't you know it's like she can't beat this thing that's inside of her yeah. uh, she became a Christian. Uh, through this, and her husband did, um, and then right before she passed, um, uh, her dad, who is a local mechanic, everybody knows him. He's like just the best guy you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a Christian, and he was a mechanic
0: it, that needed fixing.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he wouldn't talk about it. Um, you couldn't talk to him too much about it. He just one of those people. He just didn't want to. He didn't want to talk about it. He knew, but he you know didn't want to not right now and it was like on a Tuesday afternoon um, I was off through the summer and uh, my dad calls and he happened to be off that day for some reason normally he's not and he said hey um, the, the pastor of the church here local the local church here just called and said that this guy out at his garage him and like three or four other guys were all out there just talking you know just mm-hmm. chewing the fat as they do this preacher went in and started talking to him. And obviously, you know, his daughter's really sick and they knew she didn't have long. And he asked him about being saved. And he said, I want to, I want to be baptized uh, right now. And right it now. Was middle of the afternoon on a Tuesday,
0: not and, let's schedule this. Yeah. Not weeks. like
1: let's schedule this. And you know, his, and his reason, his response was, I want her to know that I'm coming too. And I was just oh. like, gosh, man. And it was like, the happiest hardest thing i've ever witnessed in my life and so like we were excited we were happy but it was like heavy you know it was a heavy happy. and so we go down to the creek because we're in the country and you know we're not opposed to going down and finding a hole of water somewhere (laughs) (laughs) where i got baptized in and uh, it's the baptizing hole where yeah they baptize people and um we go down there it was me and my dad the pastor uh this guy uh a couple other guys that were at the barn or at the garage that day three or four guys some of them aren't saved and then this guy's brother he said my brother's coming too and he said uh he's getting baptized too just just uh he's gonna get here as quick as he can when he heard i was doing it he said he needed to be too and he was coming (laughs) and so he rolls in So here we go, five or six people got one of the guys got his dog with him. Like, I mean, it was just very spur of the moment. Yeah. As they were leaving the garage, another neighbor pulls in. Now this guy was already a Christian. uh, But I don't know if he had never been baptized or maybe he had felt like he needed to, I don't know. I don't know what the deal was there. He pulls in as they're leaving. Yeah. And, they said he said where's everybody going why are you closing the shop and he said we're going to the baptizing hole this guy's getting baptized he's like oh man it's awesome i'm coming too so they all come down there and i guess this guy had in his mind said that he needed to be baptized this this man that just pulled in the neighbor that's yeah. already a christian but he just kept putting it off and he said you know what uh this guy's name was monty the guy that the, the dad of, uh, of of the girl yeah and he said if monty Will ever get saved and baptized, I'll get baptized with him. Oh. Well, he just happened to be pulling in as they were leaving. So just happened to they baptized it. him too. So we baptized three people, two brothers and this neighbor um, in this hole of water. The daughter couldn't make it because she was at home, but she was really, really sick. Yeah. And I videoed it, and I sent it to her. And, and it was like after that, her husband said after that, it was just like she just good rest and it wasn't long uh, after that she went um but you know it was man it was like that's a silver lining like right in front of you yeah but still, that's, not even a,
0: that's not even a lining
1: no like, but I mean, still, it's, it's, the like cloud it's a little is, thicker than a lining the clouds yeah. there but
0: that's a little thicker than a line yeah
1: but i gotta admit though there was times that i would listen to there's that song on the radio that mercy me sings even if you don't yeah you know i know you're able and i know you can but even if you don't And I would listen to that song, and I would pray about her, and I would think, man, God, like, if I was you, here's what I would do. You Uh, do that? God, if I was you, um, you that girl, everybody knows how sick she is. And, man, if all of a sudden she was healed of that cancer and her family's gotten saved and, and, like, she's saved, and, gosh, man, you know, God, you could really use that. Yeah you could you do something with that? Like how amazing would that then people would believe, you know, uh-huh. and he's, and he was like, no, not not, I don't, I don't need the publicity campaign necessarily. Yeah. That's not, you know, and, and it was hard. I was like, man, what would that do? You know, if she was just all of a sudden she was cancer free, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't, wasn't God's will, but you know, I, her family's in church now and her dad's in church, um, and he never went, and so that's,
0: but think about the, rip. but but think about, like, I mean, sure, like, you know, well, God, if I was you, you know what I would have done, kind of situation, but, but just, like, you're talking about them getting, you know, going down to the, the, the whole, the, the water where everybody gets baptized, but let's, you know, to be quite, like, literal with what you're talking about, like, Talk about like a ripple effect that that's going to have. Yeah. On, think about the people who did it. Think about the people who saw mm-hmm. it. Think about, like, that's a story that somebody's going to tell yeah. somebody.
1: Someday. Yeah. And, like, it shook up the whole community. Yeah. I mean, it was. It's one of those things that I think we're going to see things come from that for a long. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And so, I guess what better life to lead? Like, you could live to be a hundred. And no one ever be touched by your life. She -hmm. lived to be, you know, 40. And everybody, everybody paid attention, you know, to her, to her story. So,
0: yeah, Yeah. we don't understand
1: it all. But, yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's crazy how, when, you know, because you're talking, you're talking about, we've spent the last couple stories we've talked about, we've talked about people who were, you know, who left us. And who, who we wish, you know, even though we know where they are, we wish we could have them back because we're selfish. Yeah. You know, we want them back longer. It's like, we want them back. And if they had to go, we'd want them back longer. And those, you know, we're, we're, we're hard people to make happy in that regard, because we just want everybody to live forever a lot of times. Um, And then there's some instances where it's like, you can just tell that God had a hand in giving someone. You know, the same way that God gave your grandmother just like that extension of her mental faculties, yeah. so you all could have that closure. Like sometimes he gives people just like a full on, it seems like he gives people a full on second chance altogether. And just yeah. like you had this happen. And like the, the, what I'm, what I'm thinking of is so I have a, I have a neighbor that lives, uh, that lives in my neighborhood that we're, uh, you know, that we're pretty tight with and uh my our our kid plays with their kids they're right around the same age and uh and he has he's a little bit younger than i am he's still in his 30s and and he had a and there was this one day whenever you know the company that he was working for basically was talking about how uh that the company was going through some struggles and they're probably going to have to let him go and things like that and then Uh, And then he started getting really sort of, I guess, felt really just stressed and overwhelmed. And then he, you know, I don't know, if I don't know exactly what happened, but what he, he felt so bad, like he felt something was off and he went to the, eventually went to the emergency room, I believe, and found out he was having a heart attack in his late thirty, you know, like mid to late Mm -hmm. 30s, I think, you know, 36. Yeah, like us. And. So he had, so he was having this happen and then uh, turned out it was a really severe, he made it through it, but it was a severe heart attack. Like he had, he had one blockage of like a hundred, one of his arteries was a hundred percent blocked. And then the one that is often referred to that if it's blocked has what they call like a widow maker. Mm -hmm. Like if that's, if this artery gets blocked, then it's, chances are you're not going to make it and it was 99 percent blocked and they basically said if it was 100 you're you're not you're not in front of us right now and so he made it through that and I actually uh before we did recorded this podcast I actually reached out to uh, to his wife and I was talking to her and I was just <laughs> wanting to ask some questions about the details of it because it was a like they're people of faith, they're Christians, and they were saying how how they felt like something miraculous had taken place, and they were, because of how bad the heart attack was and the fact that he made it, and then the thing that really convinced them was that he came back to get, I guess, what's referred, I guess it's an echo, and once again, 100% blockage in one artery, 99% blockage in the one that's referred to as the Widowmaker, which is like a really, you know, if there's one that you don't want to block, it's that one and they go back in and they do a scan of his heart and there's like there's no damage. Wow. Really?
1: There's no damage. There's no damage at all. Like the heart attack didn't do anything. And well, I guess the person uh, who the the God who made the heart can fix it too. Yeah, and
0: so and the and so I asked her about that and I was just like what happened considering your all's faith what did that do for you all to go through that? And she said that, like, it strengthened everybody in her, it strengthened the faith of everybody in her family. Like, even her kids were basically, like, you know, one of of her kids just turned seven, and the other one's, uh, I think he's 13, and they were basically, like, once they heard about what happened with his heart and then what damage wasn't there, they're like, only God could do that. And he's, they just feel like that they've just gotten this, their faith has just been increased, and they realize they they love God even more now. And I guess uh, the husband who says that he can hardly get in, walk into a church, and not break down crying, and he's not the most emotional guy anyway, and he just realized how fort, like, blessed he is to be to still be here. And it's one, it's just one of those situations where it's like there you know that's a that's a weird sort of fruit that comes out of that because you get you have someone who goes through something like that all all those you know you have a a wife who just almost lost her husband you have kids who almost lost their dad but then not only is dad and husband still here but something unexplainable there's an unexplainable lack of damage from what happened to it Hmm. to where they were just like and
1: they're closer to god than ever
0: And they're, and they're close and their faith is strengthened and they're closer to God than they ever were. And the kids are like, there's no, well, we know that God did that because how else could that have happened? Yeah. And so, you know, there's these weird, like I said, there's, there's some, like when it comes to how your life is going to go, you, we don't know how it's going to go. I guarantee you that my neighbor didn't wake up one day and thinking, today'd be a good day to have a heart attack at 36 years old
1: and you don't plan that into your schedule
0: you you know you don't pencil that in to your day and then oh funny thing about the uh a little cherry on top of that whole story i found out later was they said the the company that was basically getting ready to let him go was basically like reached out to him and they were like we realize how valuable you are we don't want (laughs) to see you go so like we're going to base we're going to create a position for you so just apply for it and So and get it, well. So it's just like yeah. So just like all these little things, and and it's just one of these things where I just know that there's for the for all the moments whenever I'm like, you know, God, where like where's this going? Yeah. Like why is this happening? And then I see things like whether you've lost someone, and then something comes of it, or whether you almost lost someone and something big comes of it yeah and there's evidence what and you can just see just the evidence of his hand in it somewhere it's just one of those things where you're just like it's like i'm glad you know it's like god i'm glad you kind of like showed up <laughs> yeah because like, i don't know what i, I would have done i know that and i know that like that's a funny thing to say because you know god is everywhere oh <laughs> there it's like yeah but but, but like you know, sometimes we don't
1: realize that he's there or that we need him until yeah. we got nowhere else to turn and then it's like whoo i'm really glad that you were here then too and i'm really glad you're here now uh, and, <laughs> yeah. you know it, it's like it makes us realize how much you know it's kind of like our family you yeah know, we're really close to our family you know like today my dad and i went out and my mom and and done some stuff and uh you know we're just working and uh working on the farm and getting some stuff mm-hmm. straightened up after the snow and and you know it was I don't know we were just messing around and I don't know, my dad and I was kind of fussing back and forth about something and uh, kind of getting on each other's nerves a little bit about how we were doing whatever it was we were doing and mm-hmm. and uh, you know we just kind of was fussing a little bit and then it, it didn't take very long and we both were apologizing about it and, yeah you know and I thought you know really really glad that I even have him to fuss with you know
0: yeah exactly I'm really um, glad I get to fight with my dad
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I don't want everyone to take that for granted for sure, but, uh, you don't want to wait until like with my grandmother that, it, you know, she was in the hospital and then say, okay, now let's go make up for all the times I didn't tell her I love her then. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we always need to be, be, you know, uh, saying, I love you and uh, yeah. telling people how much you appreciate them and telling God, uh, God, I appreciate that nothing happened today that, that yeah. seemed bad. I'm thankful that I made it to work safely and back and Mm -hmm. no, you know, nothing eventful happened, but the fact that it didn't was an event. Like you, you know, you had your hand upon me. I'm not going to just cry out to you when I need you because I need you all the time. I'm not going to cry out to you just when it's bad. I'm going to cry out to you and just say, thank you. Yeah. So um, that's big. I guess to close this section up um, for me anyway, one thing that seems a little smaller, maybe, um but something the silver one of the silver linings that I've kind of been seeing uh, I got two boys as I've mentioned and uh, they're seven and nine and my youngest son ever since he's been born has has always been a little more um I don't know what the word would be anxious of sorts I guess uh, yeah he cried a lot more as a baby and he was just a little more challenging I guess in that respect it seemed like you know he, everything was a, a little more of a battle. Gotcha. So as he got older, um, he, we started to see some tendencies of, you know, maybe like some sort of OCD or, um, ADHD, or we didn't know what it was. Um, but like things just really set him off. And so, uh, we actually went to a, uh, a couple of places, a couple of behavioral places, talked to some therapists, uh, went through some testing stuff just to see like what they would think and you know honestly before that i was kind of one of those people that was like ah you know a lot of that stuff is made up and
0: Mm -hmm. you know people
1: just you know need to need to toughen up and yeah exactly and and whatever and then you know when you see your kid go through things and you know that he can't help it um and that you know you raised him right beside the other one who doesn't have this going on so there's something there's something there and so i had to you know it it humbled me in a way to to say okay maybe maybe you need some help you know it's, it's fine you know a lot of people in my family have anxiety issues and uh, issues with depression and and things like that and so you know I thought it's not uncommon to think that you know we're all going to need some a little help every once in a while and so we worked with him through that and they basically diagnosed him with uh, some generalized anxiety um, situational anxiety and we're still learning how to deal with that but like he's getting a lot better they've put him on some medication and it wasn't very long after we mm. went through all of that, that I kind of started experiencing some anxiety of sorts, not mm. maybe on the same level as him, but with working through him. Yeah. It kind of tore that wall down for me to say, yeah, it could be that. Yeah. And if maybe I have to go to the doctor and talk to somebody about it, we took him. So yeah. why wouldn't I send myself?
0: So, and, my and daughter's it. eight how old's how old's your he's seven son? he's seven okay well it's it well you know didn't mean to uh, derail you here, but it's like you know one of the things that we talk about we've talked about whenever we were doing you know what in the word and we we're going through James and how much he was just hammering home the idea of like humility it takes mm-hmm. humility to yeah. admit that you need help
1: yeah it and, took me it took humility for me to admit that my child needed help, yeah. Because you think, well, I think they're perfect, you know, mm-hmm. and they're going to be these tough little boys and, you know, nothing's going to stop them. And yeah. You know, and then, you know, it's, it's something fairly mild. Like he's not, it's not debilitating by any means, yeah. but it was something that was definitely affecting our household
0: mm-hmm. on a
1: daily basis, multiple times yeah. a day. And now at that time.
0: You probably didn't a know hundred percent how to deal with
1: it. Oh yeah, we were yeah we were at our wit's end a lot of times, but seeing him go through that and then helping him kind of come out on the other side somewhat, Mm -hmm. then when I was faced with it, I didn't have to fight it as hard. And I think if it hadn't been for that, I don't even know that I would have realized it that that's what it was, or that I would have. I think I would have fought it harder because I thought I don't know if I need that, you know. But then I was like, like, well how am I going to tell my kid that it's okay if I'm too proud to do it myself? Then after that, I had some close friends that went through some of the same stuff. And because they knew that I had kind of dealt with it, reach out to me, talk to me. I was able to help them work through theirs. And honestly, we probably, I know we would have never talked about that if it hadn't been for the fact that, that I had went through it. And like when my friend was going through it, one of my friends, like, I would kind of use, like, not to be, you know, sneaky or anything, but, yeah, like, I could use my son to kind of open the, the doorway for the conversation, and so I'd be yeah. like, man, you know, my kid's going through this today, you know, and, you know, and it would just be like, you know what, I go through that sometimes, too, and it just yeah. opened it up, and I was like, wow, God, you're really using this. Yeah. yes uh, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, that there's this, I feel like this is probably a slightly overused quote you may hear on the internet in some meme form where it's like, be kind because everyone is fighting a, a hidden battle or a battle yeah. that you don't know about. And so you've got all these people that are friends of yours
1: mm-hmm.
0: who are dealing with their own stuff. And then they're like, I can't tell anybody about this. Yeah. Like, what would they think of me? Like, yeah. you know, they think I was weak or they think I was uh you know incapable of handling what everybody else is handling just fine but the, yeah. but the fact is there's a lot of people they're just going through faking it and they're yeah. acting like they're just they're acting like yeah. they're handling it just fine and then they're not and then you just need that one person to come out it's almost like it's you know this is just a i'm gonna make this a little bit lighthearted, but it's just like it's like the one one of your friends that like admits that they like a band that they're not supposed to like it's like Like they hear a song like they hear on the song on the radio (laughs) that they're not supposed to like and that their friends will get made like they think they'll get made. It's like, I think that song's cool. And then it's like, I think it's pretty cool too. It's like, wait, what? It's like they just need one person to say it. Yeah. They just need one person to come out and just everybody needs a friend. Yeah. So it's no. So you don't have to walk
1: around telling everybody, hey, I'm on anti depression medication, or I'm on whatever. But like, yeah, if you see somebody that those things look familiar when you've been through them yeah and so when you see somebody else struggling with it everybody else may sort of brush it off but it's easier for you to pick up on it and go i think i know what's up there hey let's talk mm-hmm. about this and yeah. once you give them the green light to say hey i've been where you're at i'm, I'm still where you're at mm-hmm. then that gives them the green light to talk to you about it so the fact that all these things we've talked about the miscarriage that you talked about the mm-hmm. Know, the losing of of loved ones through different situations, the the kid stuff, mm-hmm. like those are all things that even though they were hard and even though the cloud's still there, I think just talking about it and using it even on this podcast could yeah. open doors that we never would have seen like you're gonna be able to talk to people that go through the same thing you all went through mm-hmm. that are gonna look up to you and say, "How did you do this? Yeah, and you may not really have an answer other than God, but yes. Yeah. I mean that's the answer so and it's like and even and
0: if just doing something like that helps to like make that silver lining just like a little give it a little more sheen to it mm-hmm. just to where you can see
1: it yeah like sometimes that's all you need yeah and uh kind of getting into some of our scripture romans 8 says we know all things work together for good that those who love god and who are called according to his purpose yeah um, doesn't mean everything's gonna work out well all the time everything's gonna be happy go lucky and you know just the greatest thing ever but they all work together for good all of the, yeah. all the things that happened to us the good things the bad things the, the good days the bad days god's using all of those yeah god never i've always heard it you know he never wastes a hurt and so mm-hmm. even when we hurt he uses that to try to bring life so the thing that
0: about all of this. And, you know, one thing that Adam did a great job of uh, mentioning in, in earlier to kind of get into the conversation was he quoted scripture, he quoted Genesis and talking about how God essentially is going to, you know, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. I really like that if you're reading the Bible, that God is talking about using everything for the good, in the very first book that you read, if you read it from the beginning. So we've talked start. a lot about God's plans that where we can see he's worked, plans where things have happened and we can't see it. Yeah. Things where there's something bad that may have happened in your life, but there's something good that's come out of it, good fruit that's come out of it that so you can see where God is working. And mm-hmm. um, I guess the good thing is that scripture talks about god's plan a lot yeah because <laughs> the fact that god has a yeah. plan god is not just winging it up there yeah <laughs> so that's that's something that is comforting and and you know if you if you uh, throughout the bible there are multiple references to the fact that god does have a plan for all of this uh jeremiah twenty nine eleven, just to start off is for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope you know i think that it's easy for us to just think that god is against us when stuff goes wrong and
1: or that he's he's just waiting to get us
0: yeah like no
1: no i don't do that. like he said like you don't do that to your kids
0: no it's like he's setting a booby trap for us and you know we're gonna fall into the pit it's like no that's like that's not really how he rolls up there if god's (laughs) a
1: father like we've said before, being a father has really helped me understand the father heart of God, mm-hmm. you know, the, the father, the nature of God is father. Yeah. And if he's my father and I'm his kid, he doesn't want me to fail. He doesn't yeah. want to test me. Mm-hmm. Now he might want to um, try me and see if, you know, toughen me up, you know, same way as mm-hmm. I would do with my kids. You know, I'm going to put them to work. I'm going to, you know, sometimes make things a little hard on them because, you know, because out of it, they're going to get a lesson, uh, you know, send them out and do some work, make them, you know, make them sweat a little, make them earn it. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of giving them money for everything, make them go earn a dollar. And yeah. so I think God does the same thing with us. And so there's things that he does, as you said, for our welfare, not for evil, but to give yeah. you a future and a hope. And so sometimes there's things that may seem hard and you think, God, why are you putting me through this? We don't know what he's got for us on the other side of it. Uh, yeah, if, you know, if I teach my boys how to go out and uh, you know make a dollar, then that dollar may turn into you know a career, a, a drive to go out and, and have a career to provide for their families. And so, um, even though it may seem like a small task at the time, hopefully, it's teaching a bigger lesson. Well, um, like think, yeah, and think about this,
0: like you know, we're adults, or at least we try to be uh, age age wise but we have parents too and i guarantee and i guarantee you whenever we tell our parents that we're struggling with something their instinct as parents is just to be like i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna swoop in and say but it's like but deep down they know it's like they gotta figure this out on their own yeah yep they gotta they gotta get through this on they gotta figure out a way to get through this on their own and ultimately when they get through it, they're gonna come out better for it. And yeah. I, and me do and it would be a disservice for me to go in there just and just to them. swoop them up every single chance that
1: there's something remotely hard that comes their way. Exactly. So yeah. Proverbs 1921 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, the things that we think we would do, mm-hmm. but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So once we're Christians. And we turn our will over to God and we say, okay, God, whatever I have is yours. I am yours. You know, give, give me the direction um, that you'd have me to go. And then Mm -hmm. that becomes my path. Like that becomes my way. Um, Yeah. doesn't always mean that we always walk that like we should, but that should become the goal is that we're walking more toward his plan and less toward, you know, our own, selfish sinful desires and then over time because god's plan is you know that path is narrow as they say yeah we learn where he wants us to be and it becomes our will uh, that he you know he implants his nature in us i think mm-hmm. you know in a way that that our desires aren't contrary to each other like we're having to con- constantly give up what we want to do yeah to do what he wants us to do no like they should start to match So if my parents, you know, if I constantly have to do something for my parents, just out of obligation, because they're my parents, I'm not going to be much help. (laughs) Yeah, I may get the job done, but man, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be real happy while I'm doing it. And so I should find that joy in saying, okay, this is what they would like. You know, my dad's been, my dad works for the state highway department and he's been Mm -hmm. plowing snow for the last 13 nights in a row, 12 hour shifts, midnight to noon. And we have a farm, and we have all kinds of stuff to do around here. And and he usually takes care of a lot of that. And so while he's yeah. been gone, I've been having to pick up the slack. And I didn't do it out of obligation. Yeah, it needed to be done. But I did it because I wanted to help him out. Yeah, And did do it to get a big pat on the back or anything like that. It was just, it had to be done. Yeah. And I tried to do it the way he would do it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's hopefully the times that he made me do it when I didn't want to do it rubbed yeah. off and then when it was time to actually step up and you know pick up the slack it wasn't yeah. A big, um, yeah job 42 says i know job 42 2 says i know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted
0: this is Job talking to god yeah and we're hitting here complaining <laughs> yeah
1: in the midst of <laughs> about all, the that thing, he went all the
0: things that we the things that we've supposedly suffered through
1: yeah and and he's saying yeah god i know you got this despite all all part of it despite all the things that
0: i happen to be going through right now uh so and once again going back to proverbs and this is one that you probably a lot of you might be familiar with proverbs 3 uh, verses 5 through 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths and We try to lean on our own understanding a lot, and we don't like it when we don't have things all figured out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That does not sit well with us. You know, you're the in your profession, you go on, you go to a service call or you do something like that. Like, you know, how often do you go there and you're like, I don't exactly know everything that happened here, and you know what? Totally fine.
1: No, let's just walk. I like to to be able to figure it out. Like, I want to. I want to feel like I'm in control. I hate um, yes. it when I go to something, some sort of job, and like it. it feels like it's whipping me.
0: Yeah. I like so when I go
1: there and take care of things.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like it, and the times whenever and I think sometimes whenever, whenever you get to a point where you don't get it, there it's really easy to be like, God, I don't get you, so I'm going the other way.
1: Yeah. We blame it on him because. We think he had the power to stop it. Why didn't he? Yeah, and we and always and we blame him for not intervening, instead of blaming Satan or other people. Sometimes, you know, sin. Yeah, we live in this fallen world. Like nobody ever blames Satan for these bad things. Like ugh, Satan, why did this have to happen? We always go, God, why did you let this happen? Yeah, you could have you stopped this. Why didn't you? Um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah
0: yeah exactly so uh adam once you once you go ahead and take the last uh couple okay. of things of Scripture. deuteronomy
1: 29 29 says the secret things belong to the lord our god but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of his law of this law um yeah i don't know that we always nail all of them but that should be our will that we're yeah like we said before where our will is aligning with his so mm-hmm. uh, and let's not forget that the most important plan and the most important path for all of us is that we'll love Jesus that we'll turn mm-hmm. our life over to him and that as Christians we would lead other people to him. Uh, yeah. John 6:38 says for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him who sent me and this is Jesus.
0: Yeah, this is so Jesus talking
1: if Jesus can trust God's plan, even though it really seems pretty tough, like, you know, I think about when he prays in the garden and he says, if, you know, if it was all the same, if you could let this cut pass, that would be great. Yeah, exactly. If I'm paraphrasing, but if not, not my will, but yours. And, you know, I think, man, you know, Jesus knew why he was here, but still it was hard. It was like, yeah, You know, it seemed fine a few years ago when it was in the future, but now it's right here and I know what's coming. Uh, If there's any way I can get, you know, we can do this a different way. Let's do it. But if not, I'm yours. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to, a good way to leave that is to say, if that's the way Jesus fashioned his will, mm -hmm. that's the way that we have to fashion ours. Thank you for listening to the Real Legend Podcast. We hope that something that was said today inspires you to come to know God in a real way. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to help you on your journey. So email us at religionpod at gmail.com. That's R-E-A-L-I-G-I-O-N pod at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on social media. Thank you for your support.